0: Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a rabid Hawks fan, Blackhawks Live answers all your questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun getting along and working hard. I love those three things together. Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand.
1: Yes, and let's talk about the hottest team in Chicago. Would you believe that it's the Chicago Blackhawks, the team that's in their first year of a rebuild? Five games into the season, the Chicago Blackhawks are above 500. Three straight wins, all three wins overcoming two goal deficits and multiple deficits in multiple games. Chicago Blackhawks have gotten off to a good start, and you heard Luke Richardson use the word fun. Tyler Johnson has said that there has been a lot of fun going on in that locker room compared to last season. It has been quite the adjustment for this team, and we're here to talk about it for the next hour. Welcome into Black Hawks Live. I'm Joe Brand. If you would like to join us, 312-981-7200. Send us your calls. Send us your texts. We'd love to chat about this team right now that has really been impressive Over five games. Now listen, I get it. Five games. Small sample size. Long way to go. Not only that, have you looked at the menu for this upcoming week? Florida Panthers, the Edmonton Oilers, the Buffalo Sabres, and the next week, start things off against the Minnesota Wild. I know a team that is struggling, but let's just face it, the Blackhawks opponents coming up is going to be a bigger challenge. But right now, through five games, the Blackhawks have hardly taken off one period and you can chalk that up to their head coach and Luke Richardson. You can chalk that up to the work ethic of this team and roster so far. And it has been a very impressive five games to get things going for the 2022-2023 season. Last time we talked, the Blackhawks were coming off one win, their first of the year against the San Jose Sharks. And then they had a whole heck of a lot of time to just sit and twiddle their thumbs and wait for the Detroit Red Wings to come to town. That took a while, and when Detroit did come to town, they jumped out to a pretty decent lead, two goals. Eventually, it was a 3-1 lead heading into the third period, and the Blackhawks were able to erase that two-goal deficit, win it in overtime, and and send, I should say, the United Center crowd happy. Their first home game of the season was quite the pleasant one, knocking down the rival Red Wings. But let's talk about that Friday night game for a little bit first. And it started with Andreas Athanasiu, who got a penalty shot that gave the Blackhawks their first goal of the game, and it came against his former team. Now, I was asking Andreas today, after practice, if it felt a little bit better just to stick it to one of his former teams. He kind of shrugged it off, but then came around to say, well, yeah, it is always fun to to play your former teams, and when you succeed against them, that's just even better. Then I, I bluntly asked him what... How does how how successful is he in penalty shots? And he wasn't sure. He said it's it's kind of a 50-50 on what he plans to do. He just goes with the feel of the goaltender that day. It's not like he totally has his plan intact, but it definitely worked Friday night against Detroit, scoring the first goal for the Blackhawks and then later on helping the Blackhawks win the game in overtime. So Andreas Athanasiu, first year on this Hawks team, playing on that top line with Max Domi and Patrick Kane. He picks up his first goal of that line. There's three goals total, one by Athanasiu, two by Domi, none by Patrick Kane, which might be a little surprising, but... Here's what Andreas Athanasiu had to say about his confidence level right now and where he sees things going with his top line at the moment.
2: Uh, it's not bad. I mean, uh, you know, we're playing some pretty solid hockey. Obviously, we can clean the, clean up some starts, but uh, you know what I think for for me personally and in our line, I think we're getting we're getting some real real good chances. And you know, you can't really. Uh, I mean, obviously, you want to see those chances go in, but you know, when you're not getting the chances, I think that's when the time to be worried. But you know, we're getting some real good, great A's uh, every game, so you know that's a good sign. You're really starting to see the
1: glimpses of, with all of you, all your skill, all your speed. Uh, what do you think is the, the key factor
2: to really making it click and firing all cylinders? I think it's just time. I mean, you know, it's just every rep, every every shift, every practice that you you practice with those line mates and build the chemistry and just get comfortable with where they are. And you you know, you should only get better really. I don't think you should be, you should be getting worse, especially being this early. You know, we only played a few. You know, handful of games together, right? So it's uh, just keep building your game and you know keep getting those chances, and eventually they should they should go in. Uh, what about this team camaraderie? That's
1: letting you guys, you know, not get too down down a couple goals in three straight games. It just, you know, I, I, to be honest, you guys weren't supposed to be this solid this this early. So what's been going so well?
2: Um, I think just playing hard, playing for each other. I think uh, no matter what the what the score is we, we keep battling and you know chipping away at you know leads and um, just staying staying together throughout the whole 60 you know it's uh, you know there's ups and downs in a game and it's just kind of put your head down go to work and you know play hard <laughs> that's about it.
1: During Friday night's broadcast John Weineman and Troy Murray talked with Jared Tenorti one of the intermission guests during the game against the Red Wings and Tenorti was pretty confident that there there wasn't any lost fight between this Blackhawks team, even though they were down two goals two different times to the Detroit Red Wings, and they proved that. They showed that coming back to win in overtime. Uh, Going back to that top line of Athanasiu, Domi, and Kane, again, eight points total between those three. Three goals total between those three. Two by Domi, one by Athanasiu, none by Kane so far. And the other thing to keep in mind is, like Athanasiu had to say, with more time, this top line will start to click more. They'll start to figure out their tendencies a little bit more. The That chemistry will get there. They're all very skilled. They're all very fast. So once you start to get tape-to-tape passing between those three guys, you will start to see a lot more production from that top line. Right now, there's been solid depth from the Blackhawks' offense. That second line with Taves, Tyler Johnson, and uh, Taylor Radish – Obviously, that third line with Jason Dickinson and Sam Lafferty has been very impressive, too. But, I mean, even Jujar Cara, who's typically on that bottom line offensively, but pitched in on the penalty kill on Sunday against the Seattle Kraken. But that chemistry is still coming. And even Max Domi, scoring the game-winner in overtime on Friday, said, had he known that Kane was behind him, he would have fed it to him. But he just kept his head down, saw the opening shot and went ahead and scored the game-winning goal in overtime on opening night against the Red Wings. Doesn't get much better than that. And again, none of this is to get too far ahead of ourselves. We understand where the Blackhawks are in this rebuild. This this is just kind of icing on the cake right now. If the Blackhawks didn't win any of these games, sure, it'd be a little frustrating, but as long as the effort is still there, as long as the hard work is still there, I mean, that's been their motto from... The moment this season began, ready to work, and there has only been a willingness to work from this team so far. That—that's the most important part. The wins, awesome, great, fantastic. Now, obviously, the whole goal of the rebuild is to be one of the bottom teams to get one of the high draft picks, because that's how the NHL and most sports work. But tough, tough competition is on its way. It's a long season. More importantly. It's good to see the Blackhawks get off to this type of start. You're listening to Blackhawks Live, which is partly sponsored by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get. Luke Richardson has had plenty to say about how pleased he is with this team, but just as I mentioned before, it's early. And even though he said that he's going to try to make Kyle Davidson the general manager of the Blackhawks' job as difficult as he possibly can in year one of a rebuild, he understands it's early. He understands there's still a lot more work to do. More on Richardson's viewpoint of that and more as we go along here on Blackhawks Live. You're sitting, You're listening to WGN 720. I don't know if we'll call Chicago Paradise City just yet. It's been a fantastic fall, but I think we know what's looming on the horizon. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN, taking you up to 8 o'clock. We're going to be talking with Tyler Johnson after the 7.30 news, so stick around for that. Johnson with a couple of goals Sunday night against the Seattle Kraken, tying the game up twice helping the Blackhawks win their third straight game, overcoming two deficits. Third straight night that they've overcome a two-goal deficit. And again, above 500 to start the year 3-2-0. But we're not jumping to any conclusions. We understand where the Blackhawks sit in terms of their talent level compared to the rest of the league. And how about just compared to this upcoming week? Tomorrow night, the Florida Panthers come to the United Center. Thursday night, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers come to the United Center. Saturday night, the Blackhawks are in Buffalo, and then another homestand starts up with Minnesota, the New York Islanders, and the L.A. Kings. So a whole bunch of solid opponents coming up for the Blackhawks. I asked Luke Richardson, I'm like, Luke, at the beginning of the year, you said you were going to make it as difficult as you can for Kyle Davidson in his first year of a rebuild. Five games in, solid efforts, three straight wins, has he had any conversations with Kyle Davidson recently?
0: Very early. <laughs> I think it's roster moves, and uh, you know, hearing about a goalie getting injured or something. Those are what keeps his nights sleepless. So he's right on board. He's competitive to win every game too, and and we'll see where we are at the end of the season. But definitely, it's early, and uh, we got some strong strong teams coming in. So we have got a big test coming up. You mentioned like some of the forwards getting beat to the zone. You know, some of those different. Is, this, is that an effort issue? Uh, no, uh, just attention to details. So our second last drill today, uh, just working on it, walking through our forecheck, and uh, we had just two coaches in there running as defensemen and uh, just putting pucks into where most teams break out. And we were basically we want to be aggressive with one and two, but F three we were losing him a lot, and our Ds would like to be aggressive and pinch while we were we were getting caught. And it is a D's job to look over his shoulder to make sure F three is there for him. Just to recognize F three, we scored goals because he's in a good spot coming down the pipe uh, on the last two goals. But we we can't come down too early, or we can't dive in before the other guys get out. Or if someone's on the ground, you got to maybe hold your ground a little higher. So we have our three guys back, uh, even though we want to be aggressive. We got to be smart and just react and to the game and play hockey but uh so we worked on that today just to find that middle speed if we can't turn a puck over in the four check we want to take that middle speed away so against a team like edmonton with a great skater they want to get him the puck early we and same as colorado with a great skater in the middle we got to get over top of him bump him a little bit before he even gets the puck so that's what we're trying to work on and i think we were weren't very good at all in the first period and it put our d's in a tough spot and um I thought we cracked it and played very well to our system the second half of the game, and it, I thought the four-check won us the game in the third period.
1: He's got a point, not looking that great in the first period. As impressive as these last three games have gone for the Blackhawks, for the majority of the season, their starts have been pretty solid and pretty consistent. That was not the case on Sunday against Seattle, and the majority of it coming in the five-on-five play. Now, we'll also credit Seattle because the Kraken have gotten off to a pretty good start, even though they had a pretty deflating loss to the Hawks last night. Um, but they have a, a pretty consistent game, a pretty solid game and good depth. They're missing some of that star talent that a really good hockey team needs. But they outplayed the Blackhawks in 5-on-5, five five, maybe for the entire game, but especially the first period. The Blackhawks did catch a little bit of luck in the special teams, but some of that luck was self-induced and self-generated, and you do have to give them credit for that. That has been the difference for this Hawks team lately, especially on the penalty kill. I mean, the PK has been superb, and we knew that that was going to be aggressive when Luke Richardson came in because that's what he expressed. That's what he wanted to see. But to see them score four shorthanded goals over the last three games, already doubling the amount of shorthanded goals they had last season, I mean, that does happen with a little bit of luck, but a lot of hard work. And that hard work on Sunday came from Jujar Cara and Colin Blackwell. That's the thing. It's different guys pitching in. It's not just the star players. It's not just the offense generators. It's, it's everybody pitching in. Meanwhile, the Blackhawks have killed 11 out of their last 12 penalties. They did a great job of holding Seattle down to only seven shots on goal. The Kraken went 0-4 for on their power play on Sunday. They came in with the 6th best power play in the NHL. And the Blackhawks on the power play also capitalizing in yesterday's first period. Seth Jones with a shoot-first mentality. How, How long have Blackhawks fans wanted to see him shoot the puck more on the power play? Well, it paid off on Sunday. Firing a shot, getting it off the pad, and Tyler Johnson just right there on the doorstep. Speaking of Tyler Johnson, he's going to join us after the 7.30 news. Uh, before we get to that, I want to get you, catch you up to speed to a few of the injury updates. If you remember, Peter Mrazek left after two periods on Friday night against the Detroit Red Wings, suffering a groin strain. He's now on injured reserve. Luke Richardson thinks that it'll take him about a week to come back. He was practicing on ice today. But it's just rough to see that happen to Razek, who's dealt with that same injury last year. Another lower body injury two years ago. And coming into this year, we knew that Peter Mrazic and Alex Stalock, the Blackhawks' two goaltenders, are looking to just get some solid, consistent playtime that they've been lacking for the past couple of years. Both of them have seemed to really utilize it. The goaltending has been pretty solid. Alex Stalock coughing up four goals yesterday. Kind of showed the gamble with how aggressive of a goaltender that he is. He's said that he is more aggressive. He'll he'll play outside the crease. He'll play the puck a lot more. Some of that goes into his size. He's a 5'11 guy. He feels like he needs to cut off some of those angles. And for the most part, he has looked solid. You did see the repercussions of that type of play, that type of aggressive play last night, though, against Seattle. But his team was able to pull it out. And Luke Richardson has been... Thrilled with Alex Stalock's play, he went in a little bit more during practice today about how that aggressive play can benefit a team that's looking to play with the speed and aggression that the Blackhawks are. You can quickly get it up to the defense, you can maybe bypass the defense, get it to the offense and, and generate plays a little bit quicker, get them going to the neutral zone and then creating some quick pressure on the offensive side over into the other team's zone. Some other things health-wise, Jason Dickinson, Connor Murphy took practice off today, just a maintenance day for both those guys. They should be good. The good news was Boris Kachuk was out on the ice today in a non-contact sweater. He was wearing the white non-contact sweater on Saturday. You might remember him suffering a left ankle sprain right before the season started, but it was a full go in practice today, advised by some of the doctors and trainers, telling Luke Richardson that he could go with a... uh, a little bit more of a, a harsh activity in practice, and that seemed to be the case today. Again, Tyler Johnson with two goals on Sunday. He co-leads the team with five points. He's going to join us after the 7.30 news. Steve Ruxton has your news next. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN.
0: Carson Soucy gave it up behind the net near corner. Taves, he sends the puck in front. Ricochets off Tyler Johnson's stick. Taves got it back in behind. Bet sled Johnson shoots the score. Tyler Johnson with his second of the game. Boyd Cage with a perfect setup from behind. And Ed had the awareness to know that Johnson was going to be right between the rings. And as Johnson caught it, he released it. And it beats Jones. And we are tied at four with 7.03 left in the third.
1: Welcome back to Blackhawks Live. We're sitting down with Tyler Johnson of the Chicago Blackhawks. And Tyler, I think after the win against Seattle last night, mentioned the word fun in the locker room right now and off to this type of start it's pretty easy to have that type of fun and what's kind of the different vibe going on right now with this team yeah I mean
3: obviously winning it's a lot easier to have fun but I think it started in camp I thought the guys um, you know as a whole came together very quickly uh, you know with our practices and everything we kind of just bonded and You know, when you have that chemistry already right from the start, it's something special, and it uh, allows you to kind of play a little bit more freely, and um, you know, just kind of play uh, to your potential. So, it's been uh, it's been a good start for us so far. We just got to keep building. We're a team that uh, we want to get better every single day, and um, we just got to keep working on it. How much of that is Luke Richardson's guidance? I mean, it it all starts with him. Um, You know, the coach is very important, especially at the start of the year. Um, especially with a group that we have so many new faces and everything and we're all playing new systems, um, you know, there's a lot of new line mates that don't have the chemistry, so you just kind of have to build basically from scratch and Luke did a great job at camp getting us going and um, continuing to do so and he's a guy that, uh, you know, he really, really wants everyone to bond and be together he understands how important that is and
1: um, I, I really think that goes a long ways that word chemistry has been floated around so much since training camp. And like you said, when you start from scratch, that's what you have to do. Is there a key to finding chemistry or does it just happen? Well, that's
3: kind of a tough question. I think it's a little bit of both. I I think um, chemistry is something that you have to work on, so you you constantly have to be kind of talking with one another, figuring things out. But at the same time, it's kind of just one of those natural things that happen as well. So it's a little bit of both, but, uh, you know, I I think chemistry is on and off the ice. Um, It's not always just how you play with each other. It's, you know, are you friends? Are you actually hanging out? It's much easier to, you know, talk to a friend than just talk to a teammate. So um, I, I think that's a big part of it. It's
1: kind of interesting because your line, who's been pretty productive this year, I mean, you have some familiarity with Taves from last year and some familiarity with Radish, if I'm not mistaken, from Tampa Bay. I mean, what has clicked well for you guys right now? Yeah, uh, you know, I was actually, uh, Radish's
3: line made a lot in camp, so I was able to play with him a bit, and then obviously Taves at the end of the year last year. And um, You know, I think the way the three of us just kind of play the game, we kind of see it the same ways. I think uh, we all bring something a little different to the line and, um, you know, we're able to kind of just read off each other and work and, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun playing with those guys and I think uh, we continue to get better and that's just what we have to do.
1: Luke Richardson said the win against Seattle was one where uh, you guys kind of gutted it out, dodged a bullet. Um, both of your goals were game tying goals and they were not not so much surprising in the sense that you scored them but surprising that they happened uh, but that just comes from the hard work ethic of you guys right now H- how how are you how is this team able to generate that momentum with a flip of the switch because let's face it you guys weren't expected to be doing this this early right now
3: well I mean I, I don't know um... I guess people say they don't expect it, but I don't think it's ever crossed in our mind that uh, we didn't expect it. I mean, we, we know what we have in the locker room. We know what, um, you know, each of us can contribute and play. And yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, last game we didn't play a full 60 minutes. We didn't do everything that we needed to do. But at the same time, we found a way to win. And I, I think that's what you need to do in a season. Sometimes you got to steal some points every once in a while. And Um, you know we were able to do that so I I think a lot of it's uh, a lot of guys on our team are just hard workers they're competitors they just want to keep on going and you know it's been uh, pretty fun proving people wrong.
1: Talking with Tyler Johnson here on Blackhawks Live how much have you just been enjoying the consistency this year I know it was kind of a choppy season for you last year with the surgery I mean how nice is it for you to have a role have consistency and along with how well the team's doing right now?
3: Yeah, it's been huge. Uh, obviously, last year was uh, pretty rough uh, for me personally, but also for the team and just a little bit of everything. I mean, it was um, never really been a part of anything like that. So it was definitely different. But this year, I, I think coming into camp, I I, I think everyone just kind of had a lot more smiles on their face. It was kind of like just a breath of fresh air for everybody. And um, for me personally, I was just uh, excited to be back and excited to be playing hockey. And You know, doing the things that I love, and uh, you know, it's been really fun contributing and uh, being a part of this team. We have a great group of guys, uh, great leadership, great young guys, everything from top to bottom. So, it's uh, it's been truly special. Did you learn anything about yourself going through all that adversity last year? Uh, I think so. I think it uh, makes you really realize, like, when things are going good, how good things are, because that was pretty pretty poor last year. I don't think there was too many people that were pretty happy with what was going on and it was uh, it was a kind of a dark, tough place. So, um, you know, I think now the way we are, you know, we just, we want to have fun and I, I think that's so important. I think staying loose and staying, um, you know, with each other and helping each other out and bringing each other up is uh you know kind of something that uh, we had to go through a little bit and I, I think the new guys that came in i i think they're all the same kind of minds to where you know they want to have fun they want to help each other so it's uh, it's a good spot right now is it easier to be in that mindset this year because of everything you went through last year i think so i think uh you know you saw how bad it was so you don't don't ever want to get back there so you're you're liking where we're at right now for sure
1: the makeup of this team, uh, there's there's a lot of common ground, a lot of hard workers, a lot of two-way players. Um, maybe not the most star-driven talent, but just a really work ethic team. How much has that given a, a jump start, a, a rush of adrenaline for how this team is sinking right now?
3: Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think that's huge. I mean, I've always thought that uh, hard work beats talent and talent doesn't work. And Um, we're a team that works and uh, we do have the skill we can make plays we can you know score goals and defend and our goaltenders have been playing phenomenal so I mean everything's just kind of clicking but uh, you know I I still think in that locker room we think we can be better and that's uh, that's something that's huge that drives us to keep practicing every day keep working hard at what we're doing and um, you know if we just come
1: together like we are and just continue to push you never know. You are one of those hardworking guys. You're also one of those physical guys, and you might not be the biggest guy, but you, when you go up, whoever you go up against, you you don't care about the size matchup. Have you always been like that? What gives you that confidence?
3: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I guess uh, you know. I remember when I was younger, my dad was my coach, and he'd always tell me to hit them before they hit me. So uh, maybe I just always kind of have a little chip on my shoulder from that. But um, you know, I think uh, you know the game of hockey is physical, but that's what makes it fun. So you got to be a part of it. Did you ever talk to Sam Savoy about that? Because he's kind of got that same mentality. Uh, you know, not really. He was—he uh, was a fun guy to have around, though. I, I didn't really know when I first saw him what kind of player he was, and then as soon as he got out there, he made it pretty apparent. So it was—he's uh, a fun, fun kid. How much are you like in Chicago? I like it a lot. Uh, you know, I've never been a big city guy. I've never lived in a big city, so it's been um, an adjustment for me. I think last year was a little rough just because I wasn't traveling. I was kind of just here the whole time and kind of on the outside. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's exciting. There's always something going on. Um, you know, the food scene's unbelievable. People are awesome, so it's uh, it's been a good time.
1: Is there anything about Chicagoans that you could never associate yourself with? uh shoot i don't know about that um
3: i guess really the only thing i probably gonna get you know a lot of hate for this but i'm not a big fan of like peppers on hot dogs maybe that's (laughs) just my thing but uh yeah i maybe that's maybe that's the only thing i don't know so for the record what's on your hot dog then (laughs) so i mean when i was growing up it was always just ketchup that's pretty pretty plain but uh you know i started um, putting like cream cheese and stuff on the hot dogs it's like a Seattle dog, I don't know if you guys ever had that but it's uh, it's pretty
1: good, I, I highly recommend it Any uh, Anything in the Chicago food scene that has opened up to you this past year and a half? I i mean, I think a little bit of everything
3: uh, the restaurants, you can go to a different restaurant every single night and have just unbelievable
1: meals so um, it's uh, it's all good here uh, and just lastly, what, what what are your main goals for this year? What are, what are you personally looking to get accomplished this season?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think for myself, every year I, I don't like to set necessarily independent goals. Um, you know, I, I would just want to try to contribute to the team as much as I can, whatever that role is, whatever they need me to do, and. Um, I just want to be a big uh, big player that contributes and uh, just want to be at my best skating, playing hard. And, uh, you know, if I can help guys out along the way,
1: just try to do whatever I need. Tyler, thanks a bunch. Good luck the rest of the way. We'll talk to you later. All right, thank you. That's Tyler Johnson. We'll have more of Blackhawks Live 720 WGN. Closing up Blackhawks Live for you on 720 WGN. Again, the Blackhawks three straight wins. We'll see how long that win streak lasts. They're hosting the Florida Panthers tomorrow. We'll have that coverage for you starting at 7 o'clock with our pregame. John Weidman and Kaylee Chelios to have that call at 7.30. Troy Murray's going over to the TV side for quite a bit. And As much as it pains us to let Troy Murray go on over to the TV side, of course, we're thrilled for him to do that. We're thrilled for him to just Be able to do that and expect to do it every single game. And we love working with Kaylee Chelios as well, so it should be a fun broadcast tomorrow night. Uh, A couple of things to get to, one of them being our new sponsor of the business of hockey, sponsored by our friends at ComEd and the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. We did briefly bring it up last week, talking about the Blackhawks' new campaign, their new slogan of Ready to work. And as I mentioned earlier, five games in, they have been ready to work. But this is also more of the financial side, some things that the Blackhawks and the NHL are uh, new to implement, whether it's brand new or new this year or, or things that they're testing out. So here's what we have for you. Last week, we got to check out at the United Center the new FanDuel Sportsbook Lounge, and it is a flashy, beautiful establishment at the United Center. Two levels. They took out some lower-level suites and a few Blackhawk offices, and and they put together this brand spankin' new sportsbook lounge. It is very, very sharp. Uh, currently open to public on Blackhawks, open to the public, I should say, on Blackhawks and Bulls game dates. It opens three hours before the event, and then is open for one hour after the event. But at the moment, non wager. It's at the moment, it's a non wagering sports bar lounge. At the moment. Fans can only go there to watch the events. The license applications required to allow the space to be operated as a retail sportsbook are currently under review by the Illinois Gaming Board. And uh, if the Illinois Gaming Board issues the necessary licenses and approvals, the lounge will offer retail sports wagering options to fans and visitors at that time. But a whole bunch of big, uh, top-notch televisions and monitor screens. A great new... Uh, menu over there as well. Smoked Gouda, bacon dip, Wagyu hot dogs, house-made pizza, spicy pork nachos, so much more. I I highly recommend the Wagyu hot dogs, though. Very, very delicious. Also, a few signature cocktails over there as well. Anyway, whether you're a gambling fan or you're not, I recommend popping over there if you can. If you're going to a Blackhawks game or a Bulls game, for that matter, and uh, checking it out. Again, it's open for three hours before the event, one hour after the event. Elsewhere in the NHL, earlier today, Jägermeister and the NHL announced a multi-year renewal to the U.S. partnership as the official shot of the NHL. Chief Marketing Officer of Jägermeister... Said, as the official shot of the NHL, we are excited to toast an ice-cold shot of Jägermeister with hockey fans across the country. Our established and robust partnership allows us to engage and celebrate with the passionate hockey community. So again, Jägermeister is the official shot of the NHL, and that's what's new in the business of hockey, again sponsored by ComEd. A few other things I wanted to get to, mainly about some of the Blackhawks' prospects, because again, this is year one of a rebuild, We are still going to be looking at the future of the Blackhawks, and the top prospect being Lucas Reichel playing for the Rockford Icehogs. It's actually been a rough start for the Icehogs. They've lost three straight after winning their comeback victory against the Manitoba Moose. Opening night was great for them. They were down three goals heading into the third period. They tied things up twice and ended up winning in overtime, but uh, since then they've Had a little bit of difficulty getting back on that horse. Reichel, though, six points in just four games. Two goals, four assists. So that is great to hear about the Blackhawks' top prospect and their most talented prospect, for that matter. Uh, If you remember us a few weeks ago, talking about why Lucas Reichel is in Rockford right now, even though he played a handful of NHL games last season, did fairly well in training camp this year. You just gotta give him that ice time as a top line center. You gotta give him that experience of where he is the guy, the man down there, so that when he does come up to the NHL, he's able to use all that experience rather than just being put in a uh, lower line or, or maybe put on that top line with uh, not as much experience. That he would have had had he stayed down in Rockford a little bit longer. And again, the important thing is to be patient with these guys to make sure they bring them up at the right time, not just at the quickest time. You want to make sure you are careful with everyone's clock because we have seen the Blackhawks falter in that category before and it has hurt a few of their prospects. Another guy, Kevin Korczynski, the top draft pick for the Blackhawks this past year, coming over from the Alex Dobrynka trade. What a start he's gotten off to. 12 points in six games. Yeah, the defenseman, 12 points in six games with one goal, 11 assists for the Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL. He was probably the most impressive Blackhawk during training camp in terms of guys that weren't going to be on the NHL roster. And it's great to see him continuing that over in the WLA, uh, the WHL. The OHL, where Ethan Del Mastro is, 11 points in seven games. Uh, another guy that uh, the Blackhawks are going to be keeping their eye on quite a bit. One rough note to get to. This is a, a little bit old news, but also still very significant. Frank Nazar, the second first-round pick that the Blackhawks picked up after they traded Kirby Dock over to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Nazar is going to miss significant time this year uh, dealing with surgery to address his lower body injury. So he's out for the foreseeable future. He's another guy that uh, really turned some heads throughout, not training camp, but the prospect camp. He was slated to go to Michigan, so often you don't see those guys go to training camp, but hopefully a speedy recovery for him so he can get... Back and back to his potential. That's going to do it for Blackhawks Live. Big thanks to Tyler Johnson. Big thanks to our producer, Jack Heinrich. I'm Joe Brand. Thanks for listening to Blackhawks Live 720 WGN.